board because it's rare we get to put some episodes in advance. But as people know now, Raph, I think we can be honest. I'm trying to sire a child. Raise? What's the word? I think it's good that we admit this because for months people have been asking, why does Kevin always have a basket in front of his stomach? Why are you shooting him? In suspicious angles. Is that a like purse he- in a scene where he's not traveling? <laughs> it seems bizarre. <laughs> he, he looks so puffy. I am out having a baby, so we are talking to interesting people in the future. It's fucking awesome. Or in the past. I think I it's in the past, exactly. but it is now in the future. Well, if it's other- like Back yeah, to the Future, it's shit that happened in the past. So welcome to Back to the Future Verbal Tap Edition. I- and the, it'll be their present. <laughs> yeah, yes like, we're gonna introduce you to dom whose sultry voice you just heard i have to be super nice because he can kill me on the mats which is something i was drunk enough to ignore with hunter colvin i won't make that mistake again it is time for verbal tap i'm your host kevin with me of course raf Esparza. raf i'm mostly sober how are yeah. you this evening i'm great i am sober i'm just getting off of work so, you know, we're putting in those extra hours, those extra minutes. Hollywood. Um, we're going to miss Kevin, though, when he's gone. But we're glad that this gives us an opportunity to go outside of the sphere of our normal MMA coverage, which we're happy to do. Our week-to-week uh, bullshit that right. we're breaking free from. We're Miley Cyrusing our asses out of that box. Uh, I ran out of steam. Sorry, go ahead, It's perfectly fine. This week in particular... There was something that kind of caught my interest. Now, I try to pay attention to the community as much as possible, but every so often there are stories that you don't always come across, or the ones that you do come across, you say, oh, this is interesting. Well, I recently came across the fact that friend of the show, one, Dom Hoskins, is going to be opening up a new gym. So he's been teaching people, and he's been working out of a really cool uh, environment, and, and there's been a big initiative a big push that i want to ask him about but if you look at his instagram he starts with number one saying anti-racist which some people may stop listening to the show once they hear that phrase and if they do i would say surely we weeded that crew out a few years ago (laughs) we've said some things that would be downright hostile (laughs) if they're still listening but here's the reason why is that there is kind of some toxicity in the sport every once in a while. And we see it come to fruition and we're glad to have a guest on who's not only fighting the good fight to make sure that people get good jujitsu, but who also says maybe just maybe the jujitsu community shouldn't stand for bullshit such as, I don't know, racism, racist phone calls, saying shit on the internet that people keep receipts on. And, of course, self-defense. So, ladies and gentlemen, our pleasure to welcome friend of the show, one, Dom Hoskins. Dom, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing excellent. Thank you guys for having me. Much appreciated. Well, it is a pleasure to have you on. Obviously, we'll get to the GoFundMe in just a second. But I think the first thing that we got to ask you is, you've been leading this crusade. A number of people have said very unfortunate things especially when it comes to the delicate natures of race. What was your reaction when you received a certain, mm, I don't even know that I could call it a voicemail, just a racist tyrant in audio version. (laughs) Yes. Encapsulated. Like what was your reaction when that first happened? And do you mind telling us the context of what that is in case some people don't know what it is? Yeah, so I can gladly elaborate on those terms of endearment. Um, So actually, this started with a person I didn't know. Um, This person, uh, his name happens to be Dom as well. And um, his daughter used to train at a certain gym um, in Sacramento, Half Gracie uh, under Manny Gonzalez, not to be too specific, um, but yeah, he uh, like his daughter trained there and then she kind of outgrew the gym. So he moved her to another gym and Manny didn't let it go. And 
harassed this guy periodically and it came to a head where he um, basically called him out for a fight after a series of threats, called him out for a fight and called him a, do you guys cuss on the show? We curse. Yes. Okay. Uh, A fucking neighbor, Mm -hmm. not exactly a friendly neighbor. Um, And in the course of his tirade, I guess he had decided it was a good idea to name drop me um, and group me in with the other people he considers neighbors. Um, And so I caught wind of it because um, Dom found me. And so then, you know, what's scarier than one Dom that doesn't take shit? Two Doms that don't take shit. So um, I decided to make that the example. And it just so happened to be at probably the worst possible time that somebody could be doing those things, given everything that had, you know, transpired with George Floyd and all and, you know, all the fallout from that last year, Um, you know, me inadvertently ending up with like a platform to, um, of, you know, talking to people and, you know, having this activist sort of platform, I guess you could say. And so I don't know why on earth you would think it was a good idea to call me out, but he did. And then he, you know, felt the after effects. Uh, so yeah, uh, I've always been anti-racist, not just friendly to people, but, um, now I've been educating people on what the difference is. And, you know, after the George Floyd thing, I had spoken out, uh, a lot and, you know, met a whole lot of criticism and a whole lot of naysayers. And then it was actual, I was actually kind of grateful for Manny in a way, because once that whole situation broke and you know came to light then all of a sudden nobody had room to tell me that racism was dead or in my imagination so that's the gist of it so yeah certain terms they might seem like they're friendly or easy to use but mm, they're still not the move and i do absolutely not mean to necessarily categorize but we've been we've been talking to several women on the forefront of exposing sexual assault one of the things that continuously people are told is oh that's not happening it's a first line of defense and it's a mediocre one but you're hitting on a point that's extremely important Ibram X. Kandi talks about how to be anti-racist which is the difference from just not being racist versus being vehemently opposed to the ideas that propagate it and yeah. what you and Raph have been really class using class to dance around is that the voicemails and the things that have been said in the exchanges we're talking about, this isn't like, hey, we think there's some racism. We're hearing direct verbal evidence of very, very almost casual racism used in an aggressive way, which is so deeply inherent that it's it hurts in a lot of ways, but it's important that you all call it out and we appreciate doing so how are you doing with all that because it's never fun to be in the forefront of that spotlight we're going to talk about your other spotlight currently coming so that's pretty effing cool too but we've just been asking how is it as you get thrust into that conversation yeah um you know i yeah i guess i mean i stay busy um there's never a dull moment and, you know, in the spirit of Nate Diaz, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Like, all this all this <laughs> stuff is, you know, it's all, it's nothing new for me. Like, I, my family, I come from a family of activists, you know. Um, my, my aunt was heavy with uh, activism towards death penalty, repealment. Um, my, my dad marched with Martin Luther King, and John Lewis literally was one of his neighbors, um, one of his actual neighbors, not the the term um you know and so you know this stuff's in the blood for me and so it's nothing that i didn't know but it's definitely a topic that a lot of people even if they weren't racist themselves per se or you know are a lot more open-minded they've definitely had rose-colored glasses where they're like out of sight out of mind so for me it hasn't hurt any more or less 
it's just now that there's more light being shed on it, it, it just motivates me to further educate people now that their ears are open a little bit more. So, you know, honestly, it just drives me. It just drives me. But did you think that this was going to find its way into jujitsu for you? Because my dad's an urban planner, but I'm not an urban planner. So I understand sometimes there, there are things that you think run in the family. But when you think about jujitsu, you usually just think of the actual expression of the art first. Was that something that you thought would eventually come in? Or was it more like natural or was it circumstantial just because you saw that maybe not a lot of voices were really stepping up? Well, I didn't really like try to deliberately become a voice per se um, on on the topics. I it all kind of happened by happenstance, like a month before the George Floyd thing. I was posting a thing because there was um, I forget what her name was. Oh, the, the memes were going out about barbecue Becky, who had the, yeah. the, the, the white woman that had called the cops on the black folks that were just having a barbecue in the park um and so that whole thing was happening um and those memes were out and the month before the george floyd thing i had one of my neighbors um in my apartment complex taking videos and recording me every time i'd pull into the parking lot and then cussing at me and using racial slurs as i would go to like just try to walk into my house and (laughs) And they started trying to like her and her daughters tried to approach me and told me I didn't look like I live there. And the grandmother was um, she didn't speak any English. And so then they started coining her mailbox Maria. And it was just like this whole big old headache. And that was more of a headache because it actually affected my like living situation on a daily basis. I deal with some. Unfortunately, I deal with something um, some some incident that has some sort of racial undertone probably every single day. So it doesn't really, you know, phase me, unfortunately, I guess I've been desensitized, which is very unfortunate, but, um, but yeah, so I'm used to it, but then the George Floyd things thing happens. And then they have a big rally in the town that I've been teaching jujitsu. And so when they have this rally, I'm speaking up while the different speakers are are talking um, and I'm kind of helping their points. And then finally, a couple people were like, you should talk, you should talk. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh I, I don't know what to say, but OK. And so then I go up and I speak and the whole, you know, there's probably there's tens of thousands of people at, the, at this rally. And then they're all screaming and chanting and yelling for me. And afterwards, you know, asking me about running for city council and all these things. And it it just became this really organic situation. And I guess a couple of jujitsu people had caught wind of it. And I had made a couple posts on Facebook because um, other people, you know, like Igor Gracie and a couple of these other, um, you know, well-known black belts were Gordon Ryan and whatnot were making just stupid, ignorant claims and um, statements about everything going on. So I spoke up about it. You know, who am I? I've won some tournaments, but I haven't, you know, done on the mat what Gordon Ryan's done. But evidently he hasn't done off the mat what I've done. So, you know, what's it all really worth? So I just started speaking up and unlike a lot of people who agreed with my sentiments, they were just too shy to, to, or, you know, didn't feel they had the platform to say it. I was like, I don't know. I don't care if I have a platform or not. What's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. So I'm going to speak up on it. And then it just kind of built from there and became its own organic platform. So yeah, it just kind of happened, you know, I'm grateful for it, you know, for the sake of, you know, being able to educate people and help people, you know, but definitely didn't sign up for it. It's remarkable how that happens. It tends to find you much more than you're looking for it. And especially in a situation like this, but you, I also feel like I do need to pitch you that Raph and I are prepared to run your city council campaign. 
if you need any help, <laughs> we have experience in that area. Um, we've both worked in politics for some different political. Anyway, so just talk to us before you launch that. But we're in. Heard all I, I need you. to hear. I got you. I'll be ready. Awesome. Raph, not trying to sign you up, but we will write some speeches. It's perfectly fine. I don't have enough jobs as is. But I would tell you, <laughs> Dom, I would help you out. It's the reason why is because. You know, when we look and we're taking a few weeks off, I like to get evergreen content, meaning the type of content that will always be topical. So maybe people listen to this two years uh, down the line and maybe some things have changed. Maybe, you know, you've got this amazing gym. It's not going to take away from the purpose of why your gym became what it became. Mm -hmm. And I'm of the mindset of this, which is when I saw you put up a GoFundMe and saying like, hey, listen. I've got a vision. I want to make a cool gym that has a high emphasis on self-defense, but that will also teach the really brilliance of jujitsu that we all know and love for sport and for whatever it is that people are looking to do as well. I just thought like you have to support the people who you believe are good. And for me, I've seen what you've had to deal with. And I've seen that there have been a lot of people who have said shit about what you're thinking or what you're saying. And a lot of the times, maybe they don't know the full story. Maybe they don't know that even you trying to go home and just go, all right, we got this bread fam. Let's go to sleep. And you're getting accosted by people who you're like walking into your home and being like, can I just go to sleep without getting any kind of racial slurs? So maybe that's the experience that people don't know. Maybe that's the stuff that they don't understand that informs what you've seen and what you have gone through. So that's why to me, I'm always like, you know what? No, I want to know why. So let's fast forward a little bit. Let's get to the reason why, why is there now a GoFundMe? How did that come together? And what is the purpose of what you're looking to do right now? So, um, I guess in order to get to the present, it's more of the past stuff, you know, like I've, you know, being able to speak up and, have people listening to me when I'm having this like social platform of sorts. Um, that's, that's helped it because I've known for a long time, basically my whole life that I would end up doing something where I could educate people. I didn't know the medium, you know, I come from a family of educators, so I didn't know what medium I would be teaching, but I knew I'd be teaching something. I definitely didn't think it would be ninja skills, but I'm grateful that that's the craft I have and it's fun and it's fulfilling. Um, but I also knew I'd end up being able to help society as a whole, um, you know, be more inclusive and open to people. Um, I don't care how, like what your age is, what parts you have, what parts you want, who you want to marry. I don't care about any of that. Like none of that, should matter if you're a good person you're a good person if you're an asshole you're an asshole and i'll treat you as such regardless um and so i've wanted to have an environment like that thankfully you know when i was coming up like leveling up in jujitsu rodrigo medeiros of bjj revolution team um he you know he's a carlson gracie black belt He's had such a super inclusive environment. Like I, I love being there. Everybody's felt welcomed. Everybody's felt valued. And I've always wanted to do that anyway, but it was cool to see, to have that as my guide and to be able to emulate that. Um, in the meantime, I do my own community work. Um, I've been uh, working up until, you know, COVID kind of shut a lot of stuff down. I've been working for years with uh, the Youth Jiu-Jitsu Collective um, which helps at-risk youth in inner cities, you know, like kids from in the foster system or kids from welfare homes or incarcerated kids. Um, you know, we teach these kids jujitsu and mindfulness to, you know, separate their emotions from their reactions. And it's, you know, it's a constant process. It's therapeutic to teach them because it's stuff that we all need to work on, including myself, you know, and I actively work on that. So I've wanted to have a space where, um, you know, jujitsu has been kind of modeled. It is a privilege because not everybody gets to do it, but it's been modeled as for the privileged. And I want to be able to 
give access to that to more than just the rich or the people that can afford it. Um, I want to have a place that's inclusive, but makes people feel safe. And I see, you know, the past year has definitely made it evident that um, there is a void there and there is a huge need there. Um, you know, and it, and it's been odd. It, it just felt like time, you know, I've been, I've had the program running for three years now and the, and we've been subletting from these different spaces and that's been getting more and more difficult, you know, as far as flexibility on our schedule and as far as being able to, you know, open up and do some of the, the events and some of the measures that I want, like I can't run, you know, um, you know, a food drive at somebody else's space, it, you know, depending on what their schedule is and like those kinds of things. Like I've got a ton of different ideas to serve the community. I've just needed to have my own space to be able to put those in action. Um, and, you know, to be able to bring in, bring in those youth and be able to run a lot of these community projects in house, the self-defense workshops, et cetera. Um, you know, being at the mercy of other people's schedules, you know, thankfully I, you know, I'm very much appreciative of all the help they've given, just being open to having me in there, but, you know, just to have my own space and be able to do that would be amazing. And like I said, the mailbox Maria thing happened right before the George Floyd incident, the murder, excuse me, the, um, and then, you know, as of late started, I, um, partnered with a news anchor um this this woman christina tetro this is what i want to get to hold on this is why you have so many um trigger warning videos yes otherwise it looks like you're just attacking women around the city and kind of teaching (laughs) them how you do it so let's explain this and dom full disclosure i think by now you know my kind of nonsense absolutely okay (laughs) Every once in a while, when I see a video like that, I get a little defensive because I go, is this supposed to be a funny video? Because that's what we do. We don't need any more funny videos or people who think they're funny in jujitsu. And we you never know. They disguise them. You know, you think yeah, you're exactly. watching a self-defense video and you're like, wait, that doesn't, mm. something doesn't look right. Or you're watching a self-defense video and you're like, that's super helpful. But you know what we're saying? Like people disguise them now. It's hard to tell. Just oh, saying, 100%. Craig Jones is trying to do a soft version of, oh, look at me do some <laughs> hacky jokes. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, there was no technique in that. That was just jokes. Yep. God damn and it, balls Craig. hanging out. Like, oh, okay, yeah. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know? yes. How did that come together? So, I actually met Christina at... Um, that same exact rally that I spoke at originally. So all of this kind of, there was like a crazy amount of synergy with all this, you know, she heard me speak and she like pulled me aside to chat with me and was just, you know, like telling me she really appreciated what I had to say, et cetera, et cetera. And then she like asked about my background. Turns out we had a couple mutual friends from a youth group I was a part of in high school. So it was a very, very small world. So we we decided to meet up. I mean, that was, what, June? So, yeah, we, we decided to meet up um, for, like, coffee a couple months later to just talk over community initiatives that I already had in mind. Like, see, this has been, like, my, you know, my gym's called Domination, and it's for good reason because, like, I have these diabolical schemes of world domination to, like, change everything. Um, you know, just, I'm just here to fuck up the algorithms. So, um, so we talked about a lot of the community work I wanted to do. And then she opened up to me about, um, her being sexually assaulted, um, about six months prior. And so we had put our heads together to come up with some sort of self-defense workshop or initiative to help with that help on that front, you know, like I'm, I don't discriminate. I want to help everybody if I can. And I know, you know, I'm not an octopus, so I can't like reach out with all eight of those limbs, tentacles, but you know, I do my best. And so, you know, we talked about it and then the shutdowns got tighter and, you know, 
October turned into December, December turned into February, et cetera. And then finally um, the opportunity came around and just like the George Floyd thing where I was working on that, working on, you know, exposing the racism that was actually, I was dealing with before something, you know, smacked the world in the face that racism is real and really happening. Yet again, we start doing this, this series called 30 self-defense moves in 30 days where I have her do the moves. So, you know, not everybody can relate to being a jujitsu black belt, but everybody can relate to just being, uh, you know, just somebody off the street that needs to defend themselves. And so we, we've shown like a bunch of different scenarios where people are, you know, that people run into commonly. And I have heard demonstrate the moves. They're not supposed to be perfect. They're not supposed to look perfect, but they are supposed to show that, yeah, even a little bit of knowledge and awareness can go a long way. And so, um, we started putting these together. Um, we're, you know, by the time this airs, we will have put them all out. Um, but yeah, we're on the tail end of them and go figure that we start doing a thing on sexual assault just as a shit storm of stuff starts coming out about all these different black belts that are abusing their power and all these different women that have been sexually assaulted in their gym. So it just feels like everything's been right on time. And so given that it's felt like we've been like, I've been kind of jumping on these different topics that I've wanted to legitimately address anyway, given that they, you know, everybody gets smacked in the face with their dose of reality. Like shortly after I've just felt like, okay, I'm getting too many signs. It's time. Let's get our own space. And then let's, and then I can run it the way I want to run it. And I can offer the things I want to offer and help as many people as possible in the process. So yeah, it's, it's, everything's been organic lately and it's been amazing to, to see it all come to fruition. And I'm glad to hear that because obviously these are necessary approaches and uh, man, when you mentioned that jujitsu is for the luxury of people who can afford it, like you do forget that there's a number of people who really could benefit from this sort of a thing who may not have those means. So that is a much needed resource. I would say, I just want to complete my thought process on the first video that I saw of you doing uh, when I thought the comedic angle was there was that you had the, like what I referred to as the Hamburglar still photo, which is like you creeping up on somebody, which normally if I was doing a video, people would know what the fuck is Raph going to do to this person? <laughs> like, Raph, don't pick on this person. So when I saw that, I go, oh, is this a funny video? And I didn't even read the caption. I just go, oh, it wasn't until I started seeing it go viral that it came back to me. And I said, oh, this is kind of dope. And it was kind of cool to see it take uh, a nice sense of going viral in the sport and people were sharing it. And as you mentioned, you didn't really shape how the events were going to play out over the past month. And there have been a lot of people sharing their trauma and and what they have gone through. So I can only imagine how this time period, while also very helpful, could also be a lot of, you know, as you mentioned, you know, there are trigger warnings, there's a lot of stuff that you've got to navigate, but having somebody who you work with who's watching that, I know that's also got to be difficult at a time when you really want it to be something that you can get people to get behind and say like, hey, this is important and you know, it's obviously a, a much more delicate situation when all these events are happening at the exact same time. Has she been doing okay with this? Had, has she, in your experience or your thoughts, you know, has she seen some good come out of any of this? Oh, it's been amazing. Honestly, the feedback that we've received has been, you know, thousandfold. Um, it's been, it's been a therapeutic process for us. You know, I got bullied when I was younger, so um, you know, says everybody, including the bullies, but you know how that goes. Um, but you know, I got bullied when I was younger. I wish I had known some of it, like a lot of this stuff when I was younger. Um, you know, for her, it's been empowering and it's been interesting. I had to make the observation with her that filming as we, we would film periodically, like four or five videos at a time. And as we would do these, 
she got more and more confident and, you know, filming would go faster or, you know, our film sessions would take just as long, but it wouldn't, but the action, the actual video would be a lot shorter and we would just be talking about, you know, feedback and talking about things. Um, And so that was cool because that was just telling me that she's getting the hang of it. Like, you know, in the whole process of this, I'm teaching her self-defense and I'm teaching, you know, her friend self-defense. I'm teaching my girlfriend these different moves. Like everybody's kind of feeding off of this in different ways. You know, Um, the, the feedback we're getting in DMs and, you know, and in comments, the only little naysayer comments are people that have only like trained in their garage. Um, you know, I had, I had like, uh, one blue belt, this random blue belt that like tried to flame me over, you know, some of the moves like that would never work. I'll teach you real self-defense. And then somebody, you know, I guess a couple people, um, went off on him. Like, do you know who that is? Dom's been fighting for everybody, including you and da, 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 da. And then he, I guess, double checked and realized it was me. And he was a guy that had decided to follow me and my social media in Philadelphia after I won a fight there. And so it was kind of ironic to be like, this dude wants to say that he wants to teach quote unquote real self-defense when he wouldn't be able to defend himself against me. So, you know, like, um, but then meanwhile, I I've got a laundry list of world-class black belts and world champions and big names that have been, you know, messaging me and shouting, shouting out, you know, Christina and I and the project, um, just like, this is needed, you know, many are inspired to do stuff themselves. And, you know, the feedback has been crazy as far as, you know, we were, her videos, I guess when she posts her reels, they get like, you know, 1500 to 2000 views. Mine get like a thousand views when I post, when I post stuff. Um, so we were hoping, okay, we'd top out at like 75,000 views over the course of the month would be a huge, huge, you know, um, that'd be a win. And, you know, as of now, by the end of this, it'll probably even be even more, but as of now we're coming up on 800,000 views. So that means a lot of people are seeing these things and a lot of people are passing these around. She did an interview with on air with Ryan Seacrest at the beginning of the month, you know? So like, I mean, Raph and Kevin, you guys are like my, my Ryan Seacrest, if it means anything to you, but, uh, you know, that's like, the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Raph, shut up, <laughs> shut it down. Honestly, no one said <laughs> I got we married had- this year. No one said anything that nice to me. We have we have two very different reactions to that one because I'm like I know people who have worked with Seacrest and it is not always glowing. But you know what? I'm glad it worked for you. I would say this though: when you make the most of these opportunities and you see that people are responding well to these messages, that has to feel good. That has to feel like you know what you are trying to prove or what you're trying to get out there is needed. Um, so explain a little bit about the GoFundMe because I know things are coming up. I know things are in the works, but that was one of the things that kind of caught my attention that I said, you know what? Again, I alluded to this earlier, but if you want good things to exist, you have to make them exist. And it's not just the people who are coming up with the ideas. I'm talking about people who are willing to support those ventures. It's part of the reason why we here at the show we have a subscription to another person who does uh, the onion of MMA mm. uh, mixed martial artist Art- artist. Yes. I love Their that. I content love that. is so good that when they just say like, Hey, would you guys mind giving us like $5 a month? It's like, yes, absolutely. Because you don't exist without this. So sometimes you have to fight as an audience with your dollars. So tell us, what you're looking to do with that and why people should fight with their dollars and support you. A hundred percent. So, um, we, so in the process of doing all this, you know, we had, we've also had the feedback of people that have been, um, telling Christina and I, Hey, I've been checking these out. And some of the moves I try with my boyfriend at home, um, 
bunch of different people that are like, I want my kids in Dom's classes. And I'm like, I wish I had a place to teach you guys, you know, um, you know, a bunch of people that are like, is he doing any workshops? I'm like, I wish I had a place to host you guys. So a lot of the, a lot of the feedback involves me needing a venue in order to be able to provide for these people. Christina, thankfully being in media has been able to get a lot of different connects. And so she, um, she linked up with like a major player with Athleta, which is like the gap brand version of like Lululemon. Oh, we know Athleta. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's not be coy here. And we're going to compliment both of you for this quest too, because we have our own trepidations about some of what's been published from a self-defense perspective because it's like anything else there's there's a lot of good there's a lot of bad so it's an extremely important thing but you're trying to raise the funds for brick and mortar which is the most difficult thing of any gym the brick and mortar 100 percent. and so that's been the thing like athleta as a result has been willing to host us like i did a workshop a couple weeks ago and i have two more workshops that'll be coming up and potentially more um at they're at their uh, at their store like we actually are running them in their store like the first one had had 10 girls from age 6 to 14 that uh, we were teaching some basic self-defense moves you know and then from that they're like many of them are like oh we want to keep training and keep learning I wish I had a place for you guys you know like I can't you know I'm not an athletic employee so I can't teach there forever Um, so and it's not exactly their business model since they don't sell men's clothes. But um, I, but that's basically what the goal is. Is so we've been doing these workshops and they've been donation based. You know, like we really aren't in this for the money. You know, I'd love to have my bills paid, but past that, you know, I'm I really just want to help people. And so um, being able to have a brick and mortar would change the game as far as my reach, as far as being able to help all these people, being able to run, you know, initiatives and um, programs for people, sponsor kids, sponsor different folks that are at risk and really, really need it. Um, and so that's where we decided that it would be a good idea to, you know, have a GoFundMe, you know, b- between having all this feedback and having all of these um you know, all of these views and having all of these people, different entities and people hitting us up. Um, it just seemed like a, a good idea as like a way to be able to continue. So like I've, I, 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 you know, stopped short of calling it framing it, but I've just let people know that I'm, you know, I'm only one dude and I need, need the opportunity. And so it's kind of like, me asking for community help so that I can help the community. Um, so yeah, that's, that's literally what it would be for is, you know, just like you guys were saying, like you need to, in order to have good things, you need to be willing to be a part of good things. And, you know, everybody would direct, anybody that kicks in would directly benefit from us being able to have this program run. Well, I'm sold. How do you, can I ask this real quick, just as a side note, you're doing this cool stuff. And I, I, w- I do want to give the shout out Raph cause you and I are a big fan of both. Well, journalists and especially jujitsu black belts, giving out advice for people on how to survive difficult situations. Cause they have an extremely unique perspective on it. It's very experienced. Big shout outs to i i'm i've already you can prove it i'm not jotting down names because i'm not gonna say her name and remember it well but she's taken on a huge journey here which is not knowing much about this world and venturing into it and filming it from um from just a news perspective that's really good journalism it's very good ethnographic study to learn how to defend oneself and show it off especially in your if you're in the beginning stages because that seems like the most important stages for yeah. any of these journeys and also massive props to you because we've seen a lot of people unqualified to give these discussions and trainings, give them. So we're excited when we see someone so qualified 
to go show people how to defend themselves in some tough situations because that is you know you as humble purple belts on the podcast we have a deep respect for your ability to do that so it's just damn cool that you were willing to spend some time is it weird with cameras and doing it for media versus just the normal life uh yeah i'm so awkward on camera i'm not gonna lie like it's what it's bizarre Raph, do you yeah, believe I, him? I, I'm I'm sensing some just humbleness. I bet he's great. <laughs> he's fine. Meh. So here's what happens. <clears throat> Dom, this is how you know you look at yourself objectively. Because I think what you see is, oh, I can improve here. I can improve here. I could probably do this better. Oh, I can't believe I do this all the time. May I present some news for you as a former speech coach? I'm ready. Okay. Most people who teach, and I'm not saying their technique, or do instructional videos, aren't good. Let me qualify <laughs> that. I have never yeah. felt intimidated by anybody who gets up and speaks in front of people in the realm of jiu-jitsu because I see novice mistakes being made all the time. I think what ends up happening is when you get somebody like you as a realistic version of, oh, you know what? I probably need to improve this and this. It's actually a more realistic version than people who go, man, have you seen that guy teach? His instruction is amazing. Then you walk in, you take their class and you go, oh, that's good technique. But they've literally said, hey, guys, 400 times. Oh, the traditional. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. And listen. OK, guys. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> like, I get it. I understand it. And sometimes doing it in a second language totally difficult but what i'm saying is there is a form of communication and i think what you end up having that you maybe you don't know is there's a sincerity when you're speaking there is a ability to understand where you're coming from very quickly so what we always as speech coaches myself and kevin we've coached some people who have won national titles we ourselves have done very well i don't need to say how well we have always told people lean in on what makes you you like lean in on the unique and essential qualities that make you stand out for some people in our sport it's being an asshole for other people in our sport it's maybe leaning in with a little more comedy for other people it's being goofy there are a number of different approaches but for you like you have a casual demeanor and I think the more that you ever lean into that, I think that you kind of will find your niche. But I, I don't, when you're saying here to us, I don't know, man, I'm not the world's best speaker. It's kind of like, we'll tell you. You're good. <laughs> you're fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take that. You know, I've, I, I guess my style stems from my, you know, my viewpoint on life or my, you know, how I kind of do things. I'm, I'm more of a high lows and low highs kind of person, you know, like stuff can always be better. Stuff can always be worse. If something's going very, very well, don't get super excited because it can go the opposite <laughs> direction. Yes. You know, no, I understand, that. Yes. you know, and if something gets, it goes terribly wrong, you know, don't stay down on yourself because it'll get better eventually, you know, life's balanced. So like, I guess it's like a Taoist type of, you know, mindset, but um, yeah, so yeah, I still feel like I'm awkward, but then the, the videos come out well, maybe, you know, Christina working in media, she's just really good at editing, whatever works, but yeah, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll take it. Some take phantom it. editor yeah. comes in and makes me appear serviceable. Who? Yes. How? Yes. Uh, I'm so cool. I'm so great behind the camera. I am not goofy at all. There will be no bloopers or behind the scenes <laughs> shots. At all that come from this, I guarantee it. But think about I'm it like this, though. Through my teeth. If you have somebody with that much media experience, you're both supplying different aspects of a form of communication. So it's just a matter of leaning upon each other's strengths. So she's probably going to be leaning a lot on your martial arts expertise and your ability to communicate those principles and topics and concepts. And you could lean on her for. Hey, how is the best way to communicate this? How do we communicate this to people who aren't like me? How do we communicate this to people in a broad audience? Because those answers, I don't know if you know this, we're still an emerging sport. 
So we're still trying to figure things out. Can I do a quick jab in question? Please, Kev, go right ahead. 30 seconds. How'd you fall in love with jujitsu, Dom? Mm. Ooh. um, My friend was getting bullied. He invited me to check it out. I didn't like the politics of football when I was um, playing for a junior college. And so I went to a class. They put me in a 30-minute shark tank. And oh I was God. like, whoa. By the way, yeah. that means they just well, beat they, the shit out of him in live role for those. Wait, day one, they're putting you into a shark tank? What the shit? Hey, I mean, I didn't know any better. So I was high lows and low highs, I guess. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> How old are you? You're like, you. what are you, 19, 20? <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was 18. I was okay, 18. well, I don't know, Raph. He's, he probably walked in all kind of cut. They were like, oh, God, we better shark yeah. him so we can survive. Like, he's Bro, been playing I played football. football. Like yeah. I only played football because I was fast. Like I, I was a track guy. I ran oh. hurdles, you know. So I'm supposed to go around the obstacle. I'm not supposed to go through it. So this, this was. I a bet new his early training partners so, were like he learned quickly how to go through it. Yes, <laughs> that's good though. That is actually massive. So it was a little later for you. Yeah, yeah. I wish I, I like we wanted. I wanted to get into martial arts when I was like really, really young. Um, and like I tried Kempo for like a week. I did the week trial. And then as with most sports, I couldn't afford to do organized sports until high school because that's when they gave you like the your family's broke. Here's a waiver. Um, so we didn't. So I didn't do any organized sports till high school and then um, finally got to do a martial arts. So just the mystique of doing that was cool. And then I just liked certain principles like, OK, you mean to tell me I get what I put into this. So if I train hard and I keep showing up, I'll get better. And if I don't, then I'll suck. All right, cool. Well, then, you know, 15, 16 years later, I still suck. Just not as bad as I did before. So that's okay. But, you know, but like I, I suck a little less every day. Um, but I just like that. And I also like that in the form of competition, you know, nobody, like we are still a team on, like they're still cheering for me and when we're in the in the gym you know we're all working together so we all can prosper and grow but at the same time nobody holds my hand on on the mat so if i win i won if i lose i lost as opposed to football where i'm like how are you guys playing politics with these players when if this guy drops the ball we all lose this game you know so i like the I liked being able to have a team aspect as well as an individual aspect. So that's pretty much where I was. And then I also learned that you don't have 30 minute shark tanks every single day. And that definitely fucking helped. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I would imagine so. Yeah, that well, definitely helped. That was a game changer. It feels really good that we took that segue ref. Next time we're going to talk about it, it's going to be about whatever's going on in terms of his background. And some oh, things we'll trust, talk I'll have, We'll cover an off the wall story for everything. Perfect. We'll cover blue through brown next time. Oh boy. (laughs) So Dom, as we start to circle this thing up, we're going to put a bookmark here. We'll obviously invite you back at a later time. I need people to know where to go. Where are they supposed to go support you? Where are they supposed to go find you? Uh, Where are they supposed to, I don't know, come visit you. Tell the people. Okay, so I am, I I reside in Oakland, California, but I live, or I teach in Walnut Creek, California. Hopefully the address will change soon, but we are on Boulevard Way in a facility called Dance Fusion Company. Um, If you want to get a hold of me, um, you can go to my Instagram, which is domination. Real simple. Um, Well, almost real simple. It's domination, but instead of the I-O-N at the end, it's the number 10. So D-O-M-I-N-A-T-1-0-N. Um, 10's my lucky number, so that's the number I have in there. Um, so domination, the name of the school, um, of the program is Domination Martial Arts. and Or you can find me on Facebook at Dom Hoskins. Um, and then I have a Domination Martial Arts page there. And yeah, I think those are the the main contacts. Those are the easiest ones to reach me. It's a good way for people to get to know you. And Kev, I would like to air one small grievance. 
Go for it. You have time for it. Done. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, years ago, Dom went back up to the NorCal side before he yes. could ever really come train with me. So yes. I'm just saying, you know, done it's deal. cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to come back down. Call it, a, call it a done deal and I'll raise you. Call it a done deal before we get to 2022. Oh, be with man. Next couple months. oh shit, dude! I was not gonna put that on you, you but you did so it to yourself. I would say that, but I'm also like the one thing that Dom doesn't know is how my schedule is. So right now it's looking, um, you know, we'll, we'll figure something out. But Dom, Jay Leno the reason needs why- to chill, Mr. Leno waits for no man. He has I no chill. That. He's retired. He's like, let's let's film 300 episodes in two a hundred days. No breaks. No breaks. All gas. Yeah. You kids, you have no idea. Uh, by the time this probably airs, much like Dom has, you know, hey, things are going to change by the time this airs. By the time this airs, we will have probably recorded another what 90 episodes of the show. So yeah, yeah. Oh, good God. Yeah, it's going fast, Dom. We just recorded six today. That's not important. What's important is you getting to train with you in the future, supporting your causes. Thank you so much for coming on today, man. We very much want to make people aware of it. We want to know people like you exist, and we want to be able to help those people amplify their message. So we appreciate you, my man, and we look forward to seeing what's coming because it looks like big things are heading your way. Yeah, this this it was just my birthday, and I have already just put it out in the universe that this next year will be my best year yet in all aspects of life. And I am holding to that. Um, and I put it out to the universe so everybody can, when they see their Instagram and Facebook memories, they know, like I told you. So thank you very much. Like, I really appreciate you guys, you know, using your platform to, you know, boost me and give me shouts. And I know in particular, Raf, we've been talking about this for, forever and a day you know since even you know bad as blue bad as purple days when i was doing those tournaments out there you know so it's really really cool to have it come full circle and we finally get to connect and kev much appreciated as well my brother welcome sir i'll save my how do you like drag questions for next episode (laughs) i have a lot of how much time you got amen raph i think that'll do it for us tonight right I think so. This has been Verbal Tap. Thanks for listening. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note... The new number is...